Hey everyone, welcome to The Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than recording a podcast when you should be packing for Las Vegas. I'm Mitch, and joining me tonight is Matt. Are you, is that you, Mitch? Maybe. Oh. Tabitha. You're not packed yet? No, I'm kidding, I know, it's fine. And Pickett. <laughs> yes, hello. So, uh, yeah, I, I've got some things out, but nothing is in my suitcase yet, <laughs> and I leave in six, nine hours. So yeah, plenty, plenty of time. Fun. This will be fun. So, uh, like what you hear, then be sure to subscribe to us pretty much wherever you get your podcast, including uh, iTunes, Google Pod Podcasts, and Podbean. Uh, really like what you hear? Then throw some greenbacks on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, nope. <laughs> I wish he was. Is this, is this a joke? Like, am I, is this like, am I being punked? You, you are, you, sadly, you are not. <laughs> Every day a friendship with Mitch is like being punked. Oh, truth! Wow, <laughs> that was a compliment. But, but without Ashton Kutcher, yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so maybe it is a compliment. So I, that's what I said. <laughs> so, any questions, comments, or concerns, like why Tabitha has a thing against Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> then uh, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and Pickett, I know that you're not going to be on long, so we're gonna we're gonna talk to you in like two seconds. But uh, I am praying for all of us that we don't mess up too terribly, so I can edit quickly tonight. So keep that in the back of well, it's really in the back of my brain because I'm the one that usually messes up. <laughs> so. um, but Pickett, uh, I know for you the big thing was the. Uh, uh, Tuesday's Apple event. So what what happened there? Yes, yeah. So the Apple keynote happened on Tuesday. Um, of course, uh, as uh, tradition would follow, uh, they announced the new phones, uh, new iPads, so on. So they didn't really talk much about uh, uh, their uh, computer operating system. Uh, that's not a huge surprise, really. Uh, they did talk about, of course, like I said, phones. Uh, they've got a new uh, Apple Watch uh, and uh, a new iPad. Uh, base model iPad. The base model <clears throat> iPad I'll talk about first. Uh, it's going to have some pretty awesome features. Uh, pro speeds, uh, all with just a standard uh, uh, iPad. You can do all your gaming and stuff you want. Uh, you've really got a, a gaming computer almost now set up in an iPad, which is really cool. Um, the, uh, the Apple Watch uh, Series 5, they have like titanium finishes and such. Really, honestly, if you ask me, there's not a ton with the new uh, the Apple Watch, um, is another Apple Watch. Kind of, we've always said with the phones, you know, they've, they've got it's just another phone, uh, and that's kind of like what they're getting their watches. Um, let's see here. Uh, then let's just move right into the uh, the iPhone 11. Uh, they're gonna have it in six colors, which would be cool. Um, and they uh, they're really stepping up with their cameras now. I say stepping up, not really. They, they get a new camera every every year. Uh, but they're adding a camera. Uh, now they have three cameras, uh, as does the uh, you know the new Samsung Note 10 Plus. Uh, this I do not believe will 3D scan yet, um, or probably ever uh, until maybe iPhone 12 or never. Who knows? Um, Ooh, the iPhone they do never. Have, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's the phone I have. The iPhone <laughs> never, because I will never own another iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, the iPhone Pro does have uh, a four camera system, technically speaking, um, and uh, it uses kind of a, the fourth camera as more of a, a depth type camera. Uh, it's almost like a pinhole camera. Uh, they're really stepping up with the camera in terms of uh, night night mode vision, uh, being able to see uh, better in low light situations. Um, it's really stuff they improve on every year with cameras. Um, they used to have uh, now an ultra-wide camera, uh, so you can get a, a bigger bigger uh, picture from closer, if you will. Nice. Uh, let's see. Other than that, uh, oh, they're going to have the, uh, 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 see, the iPhone 11 Pro and Pro Max. And, you know, it's a couple sizes with the Pros, uh, and that thing is going to be available in midnight green, which, ugh. <laughs> just, just saying. Uh, so that's really it. Like nothing insanely crazy coming out of the keynote. Um, oh, they do, they do, they are launching, uh, Apple TV plus. I know it's going to be what, like $5 a month though. Yeah. $5 a month. Unless you buy an Apple product, then you get the first year free. 
Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. So it's getting pretty affordable. Um, I'm, the, there's not a ton out about like how much content. Um, there's a new. Uh, they they kind of opened it up with a, a new Jason Momoa thriller uh, that you know looks interesting. But yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, just yeah, nothing overwhelming about their their streaming service. So going back and going back to the iPhone real quick, um, a couple things yes. I wanted to point out and mention like the the base model iphone they've actually like cut the price on it which is mm-hmm. pretty impressive um so like what the i just the basic iphone 11 starts at 699 uh yes. also did you guys see this where uh i guess there are people like because with the with the new iphone there are the three cameras on the back mm-hmm. and it's triggering people who have fear of small holes mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no yeah. yeah it's called uh tripophobia <laughs> And yeah, I just, I mean, first off, like I'm not, I'm not making fun of the people with that phobia, right. but that's hilarious to me. Ugh. It is pretty funny. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but with the, uh, with the two Apple users in the room, I mean, was there anything about the event that struck out at you? The only other interesting thing I saw was that they are doing away with the Apple watch four. Uh, they're introducing five and then they're going to cut the price on three. To make it more of an introductory model, mm. so it's going to compete more with like the almost the high end Fitbits. Okay, um, just to kind of get people into like the Apple Watch, um, so you don't have to go you know full bore on the on the new I, uh, Apple Watch Five, which I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. It was it it was a cool idea. Um, only in terms of like, oh, I can own an Apple Watch for relatively inexpensive, a, a relatively inexpensive Apple Watch, brand new. Um, the downside is, is they weren't able to make that price cut with the fours because the fours are pretty decent models. Um, but I just feel like they're taking. I, I don't think it's a good idea to completely cut out the four and go with the three and the five. But eh, what do I know? <laughs> you're you know Steve. Du- See. I try to say that I can't mess up, and then I mess up. I mean, none of us were surprised. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, <laughs> all right, so anything else about the uh, the Apple event that... All right? Not for me. Cool. Um, all right, so Pickett, I know you got uh, some things going on. Do you have a couple more minutes to hang out, or...? Um, you know, I don't. Um, okay. I'm literally in a parking lot at my uh, my kids' school uh, because it's like a cookout thing that we were supposed to go to. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a bad parent sometimes with this kind of stuff. So uh, thank, <laughs> thank like, you. Oh, this... Even if it, I was just gonna say, even if it's just for ten minutes, thank you for choosing us over your children. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, see, that's good. No, that's good. <laughs> so, we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. All right. All right, we'll see you guys. Right, bye. 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 So, um, but yeah, so a few things to talk about uh, from Vault. They actually are, uh, they announced that for uh, local comic book shop day, um, which is November 23rd, they are releasing a limited exclusive gold edition of these Savage Shores um, in the, in the uh, trade paperback format. Oh, cool. So, um, so yeah, so that's. Really cool. Um, I mean, anything with gold is, you know, A-OK in my book, I guess. I mean, I'm interested in that because I what, we got a couple issues of that. Got a couple of issues, but yeah, I don't but think we ever got a chance to finish we it. We got no. a couple of shoes. They usually come in pairs, so that makes sense. Well, we got more than a couple of issues yeah. at this table. so we, we got a whole subscription at this table. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but I'd definitely be be interested in checking that out um and also if you uh want to know more about the day itself you can head to localcomicshopday.com um keeping with vault i think we talked about this new title that's upcoming i think we've talked about before but it's called money shot um they have announced two new black bag variants which as the title suggests um these variants are going to be in a black bag so that you can't see what's on the cover yeah uh, mostly because it's probably going to be inappropriate. Um, it's uh, um, there are two. Uh, one is from series co-creator Tim Seeley, and then the other one is from artist uh, Mirka Andolfo. Um, 
But yeah, so they will ship on October 23rd, which is the same day as the regular covers. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, so moving on, um, we had a couple of things that we got a chance to read. Uh, the first one was from Oni Press. It's called Chris, the Gift of Wrath. Um, and um, I'm going to be completely 100% honest with both the books that we read today, uh, that we were going to read today. Yeah. I didn't finish either one of them. Uh, in fact, I just barely scratched the surface on Chris um, between getting ready for my trip and working to have money for the trip. It just didn't happen. <laughs> so, um, but what I what I read of Chris, like, I was a little apprehensive just because, like, the first couple of pages, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be, like, my jam, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is not anything against the book itself. It's just, I just didn't know if it was for me. Uh, what I read of it, it's... It's interesting. It's got my attention, but I want to hear more from you guys since you did actually read it. I thought the same thing going into this. I was like, this is like, I'm not, I wasn't feeling it. Like I read probably the first like 20 or 30 pages just kind of being like, okay, let me trudge through. And then like, I, I don't even know what happened, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm, I'm done. Like I got engrossed at some point and ended up finishing it. Um, I liked this. It was darker than I anticipated Mm -hmm. when I first started. Like, it was dark to begin with, but then it just got progressively darker. I want to know more. Like, of course, that's how I always am. I want more backstory. I need more information about the lore that's presented in this to Mm -hmm. feel like I'm really engaged with it. And I feel like if that had been added in there, like, a little bit more backstory on these, like, gods, basically, that are, like, the catalyst for everything yeah. that happens like if i'd had that i think i would have really really liked this yeah yeah i, I have to agree that there was the there was one particular couple of panels couple of pages where those gods kind of like show up mm-hmm. i'm like i flip back a couple of pages i'm like did i miss them like coming in like enter stage left i you know <laughs> and then they were gone like i wanted more of that um and by the time it was all said and done, I like I want to know where this story goes. It wasn't like maybe it's a downside, um, but for me, like I enjoyed it, but I never fully got immersed and pulled in. Like it wasn't like I got to a certain point and I'm like, okay, now I have to keep going. Like I enjoyed the story, but like it was really the ending, not having all of the background. And wanting to know where it was going, that's kind of what got me, like, at the end. More yeah. than, you know, something in particular throughout the story. Um, I think, and we probably should at least tell our listeners a little bit about what this book is even about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad about that. I'm really yeah. bad, too. <laughs> it's all right. So, uh, it, centers, it centers around um, this character named Chris. Uh, he's always been kind of an outsider in this village. Um, doesn't get a whole lot of love, not even from his, like, adopted parents or whatever. Um, and there's really, like, he has just, at least from what I've read, you know, he has pretty much just one companion, mm-hmm. uh, one person who actually, you know, cares for him or whatever. So, um, so it's just kind of like a, I don't know if coming of age is kind of applicable, but yeah. it's kind of, you know, him finding himself, you yeah. know. But, um, but yeah, so that comes out um, next week, September 18th. Uh, from Lion Forge, uh, we also got a chance to read Bezcamp. Um, I will say I appreciated with Bezcamp the uh, introduction to it to kind of tell you like why it seems like every other word, word is misspelled yeah. or mispronounced <laughs> or whatever. Um, because basically what this deals with, it deals with you know a world where you're not allowed to... Um, we're not allowed to write anything. A written language know. is forbidden. Yeah. Um, and basically, you know, everybody kind of jokes like how like, oh, we, we live in idiocracy now, blah, blah, blah. I kind of feel like this is more like <laughs> what would happen, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and you just kind of see how ignorant, I guess, some people can be. Um, I don't know. I think with with this book, even though I knew going into it, like, that, yeah, like, a lot of the, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd have to decipher some words and things. I think that even though I knew that that was happening, I think that that still kind of pulled me out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think? I did not finish this. I struggled harder with this than I think I've 
pretty much ever struggled with anything we've ever been given. And it was not only because of that, but the the panels that we were given the images on, like I have, I'm a pretty like prolific reader of, you know, books and comics and everything in general. I've never in my entire life been so lost reading something, especially something that's given me not only words, but images. And I've read plenty of books that happen in a dystopian time where writing, reading, arithmetic, like things are not allowed. (laughs) And the grammar and the language is still legible. Like this was entirely discerned. Like I, I couldn't figure out what was happening and I couldn't decide if it was me or the book. I actually showed one of my coworkers a panel out of this. I'm like, can you explain to me what's happening here with no background on it whatsoever? And she's, she's not a comic book reader. She's not a reader at all. And she looked at it and she's like, I have no clue. And I'm like, if you can't tell me from like this one scene where like 15,000 things are happening, what you think is happening as someone who hasn't read any of this, that's a problem for me. What about you, Matt? I also have a huge struggle with this and I openly did not finish this as well. Um, the misspelling slash phonetic spelling that was going on, um, I understood the point behind it because without the written language, things would be spelled or we would assume they would be spelled phonetically. Um, but it, it, it forced me to struggle. And when, in all reality, there were not a whole lot of words to this one and should have been a fairly easy read. I struggled a lot with this. I having a hard time and in doing so trying to read those phonetic spellings um, made it very hard to concentrate on the story itself and what really was going on with that. Best camp also um, shows up in comic book shops next week, but it'll be in bookstores October 1st. Okay. So, um, all right, let's get into gut reaction and we are actually going to start um we're gonna start with tabitha and what sony is bringing back uh guys sony is bringing back the walkman and when i first saw this i got really excited but then as i read a little bit more and a little bit more i got a little less excited as i went so you're not gonna need cassettes or even cds because it has a touch screen and can stream over wi-fi using an app yeah, I know that. So, oh, hold on, hold on. There's like the back is designed to look like their original TPS L2 Walkman, like the original cassette Walkman that came out. Whoa. But if you flip it over, it's it's literally just like a sticker that's on there, and then oh. the other side is just a basically an iPhone that you can put Pandora or Spotify or whatever on. Um, here's the other kicker. There's gonna be a cheaper version without the logo, but the one with the logo is gonna be nine hundred dollars. What? <laughs> So I have a phone that does what this does that just doesn't look like a Walkman. And I got online just out of curiosity and Googled, you can literally buy an iPhone case that looks just like this Walkman <laughs> for like $8 from China. So I'm gonna, if I wanted it that bad, I'd just do that. Um, but it does have a 26-hour battery life. So this is kind of like the original like iPod when it came out. Because yeah. my iPod, I never had to charge. Like I, I think that's <laughs> still going. It has been plugged in since 2006. Um, it's going to be available in November in Europe, but they don't have a U.S. release date, so they're probably just kind of farming this out to see how it goes over before they release it worldwide. Like I said, I started out with a huge thumbs up, and I ended up at a thumbs down. Price alone is going to send me at a thumbs down. Like, it's just a music player. Despite the nostalgia behind it, you're right. I have a phone that does the exact same Mm -hmm. thing and does extra things. Despite the battery life, I, I just can't justify that price tag for this nine uh, thumbs yeah. down yeah um at a like a hundred dollar price point you could probably talk <laughs> drunk mitch into getting it um <laughs> just for the nostalgia's sake but yeah for nine hundred dollars n- no no absolutely <laughs> not thumbs no. all the way down um <clears throat> next up is actually something that lydia gave us uh, earlier today BMC Toys is releasing a set of female army soldiers. It's at the uh, um, at the result of, it, it resulted because of uh, questions from not only female veterans but also a six year old girl mm-hmm. who wanted who wanted female you know army mm-hmm. figures. I wanted to say army guys, and I was like, no, they're not guys. They're what uh. <laughs> <So, laughs> army people. Thank you. You're welcome. Soldiers. So, BMC uh, is going to um, 
released their own set of plastic army women in 2020. Uh, each set will cost 1480 and will have 24 soldiers in four poses. Uh, outside of that, I mean, they're going to look exactly like the green army men that that everybody you know mm. yeah uh big old thumbs up for this one that's just that's just awesome um and i i hope that aside from the um set of just army women i hope that we will see the army women mixed in with the army men mm-hmm. you know yeah. uh them. yeah same big thumbs up it's kind of surprising to me that it took this long for us to get here but i'm glad we're here now Matt. <laughs> also surprising that it took a request from a six-year-old girl to get this done from the mouths of babes. Right? Uh, so definitely thumbs up. So uh, going back to Tabitha, and we're going to have some cereal. We are. Um, so as we know, Funko likes to release cereal with some of their figurines. They've been doing it for a while now. Um, but they've now partnered with Spirit Halloween to create um, two Disney villain-inspired cereals. Um, they're only going to be available at Spencer's and Spirit Halloween, but each box does come with a figurine of the villain on the box, and the two villains that they have chosen are The Little Mermaid's Ursula and Nightmare Before Christmas's Oogie Boogie. My, oh. beef, here, my beef here is that Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. It's the movie I watch when I put up my Christmas tree. I do not associate it with Halloween, and it always <laughs> confuses me when I see Nightmare Before Christmas stuff at, at Halloween. Halloween, so that throws me off. Um, the actual cereal glows in the dark, which makes me nervous. Feel like I'm going to get radium poisoning. My jaw's going to fall off. It's going to be fine. Um, which, I mean... Eh. You got a cool pop out of it. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, I get a toy. So, you know, a jaw, a, a toy. I don't know. Which one's better? Um, they came out as of yesterday, but if you want glow-in-the-dark cereal with a figurine in it, you're going to have to pay $11 before tax oh. for a box of cereal. I can buy, like, 10 boxes of cereal for $11. But I don't get a toy or radiation poisoning. (laughs) So thumbs sideways. I want this Ursula box because Ursula is my favorite Disney villain of all time. But I don't want to pay $11 for her. Matt. Yeah. I I mean, I'm a pop collector. So you had me, you know, with this idea. Uh, Until the $11 and the glow in the dark. Now I'm kind of like, huh? So thumbs sideways. Yeah, um, yeah, I gotta give this a thumb sideways only because of the price point. Um, man, I'm being cheap today. <laughs> cheap every day. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, glow in the dark. I mean, that's that sounds awesome to me. But, uh, but what? I just I have questions. How? Like, how are my teeth gonna glow later? Just like, don't worry about. It. It's just, okay. No, I like questions. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Matt, let's switch over to you and talk about what Marvel and Scholastic are doing. So Marvel and Scholastic are teaming up. In the beginning, somewhere in 2020, they are going to be releasing a couple of middle-grade superhero books. First one is Shuri, a Black Panther novel by Nick Stone. And then they're also doing Avengers Assembly, which is a series uh, by Preeti Cheever. Uh, the novels will include both broad and inclusive cast of characters. Um, they have been said that they are informed by the comics, but not beholden to them. So they won't necessarily follow a particular timeline or story or MCU, etc. They are basically just trying to get the right story for the right readers. Um, they may expand into other age groups, um, including, you know, um, young adult or great, you know, other grades. Um, they're also looking at Miles Morales, Squirrel Girl, and Ms. Marvel as possibilities for expansion on this idea. I love this idea to, again, bring these characters, and if they're trying to do broad and inclusive cast of characters to go along with them, uh, thumbs way up for this to draw in more kids to reading. Yeah. Um, thumbs up, um, not only just for the idea itself but also because when i was reading about this it reminded me of the scholastic book fairs and like that was like the really that was probably a highlight of not just my childhood but really my life up to this point tabitha uh same i also (laughs) thought about the scholastic book fairs when we were talking about this because tiny little tabitha would have been stoked if they would have had options like this available (laughs) instead of like 500 copies of i don't know the box island of the blue dolphins don't talk to me about that book don't even um long story long story y'all um but thumbs up i'm all for children's literacy definitely more options and definitely more diversity 
I'm just saying, we haven't had a uh, guilty pleasure dumpster fire in a while. I mean, does this need to be a contender? Or? <laughs> Are we all going to read the book and then we can bring them here and burn them in your backyard? Oh, wow. I had to do a project on the Island of the Blue Dolphins in like fourth grade with people I didn't like. And I was the only one who did anything because I'm a little controlling and I'm a little type A and I am who I am. And of course, I went overboard. And of course, we got a good grade on it. But do you know who she said congratulations to? The other two kids who worked on it with me. And you know what I never got? Good job. Tabitha, good job. I'm Thanks. really proud of you. Tell that to Mrs. Miller. Sir, uh, I don't even know what year, but she's dead now, so I guess you can't. <laughs> Not <Is> it- R.I.P. <laughs> Is it your fault that she's dead? <laughs> she's on the island with the blue dolphins. There's a lot of hostility in that so- story. <laughs> Can we move on? Yeah, so- I'm scared. <laughs> So one of the TV shows that was going to be um, on Disney Plus was going to be Muppets Live Another Day. Uh, it was going to pick up where the Muppets Take Manhattan left off. Uh, that is no longer a thing. It's already been canceled due to creative differences between the show's writing team and the higher ups at um, Muppet Studio. So now there are still plans for uh, Muppets Now, which is a quote unquote unscripted uh, variety show featuring celebrity guests. And that is still going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to, man. I don't know. I don't know what to give this one because um, I don't know. I, I I'll give it a thumbs up just because we still get some Muppets, I guess, on Disney Plus. Tabitha. I don't Muppets. I don't puppets. This all scares me. The Sesame Street commercials when they pop up on my TV, I have to close my eyes. Thumbs down. <laughs> So thumbs down that they canceled the show? Thumbs down that Muppets exist <laughs> and that they even thought about it. Also, how do you have creative differences over Muppets? I have so many questions. I also don't care, but thumbs down for Muppets just all across the board. The Muppets need to organize and unionize. <laughs> Rights for Muppets. <laughs> Picket line. No, I'm just picturing a mob of Muppets, so thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I look forward to my nightmares. Do any of them have pitchforks? Probably all of them, because they're Muppets, and they're... <laughs> oh, I hate them. <laughs> so, uh... Oh. So why don't we uh, wash down that hate with a little bit of Doom Vodka? Mm. So... <laughs> on November 22nd, a new Doom game is being released, Doom Eternal. And Rebel Distillers uh, has created a vodka in the vein of Doom. Um, but they have made this vodka from bones or bone marrow. Uh, they smoke and then roast bones and then they take the marrow and place it in neutral grain alcohol prior to the distillation process. Um, it's available online from Rebel Distillers. For 45 pounds a bottle, or what equates to $55.58, according to math this morning on the internet. So, um, I mean, I like a good vodka, but this just seems bizarre. Even in the, like, the honor, I guess, if you will, of the Doom video game. And the, uh, I, I just got to go thumbs down on this. Just, it's a lot for a very odd product. Yeah. Um yeah, definite thumbs down on this one. Um I don't I don't need to be drinking somebody's bones. Um Tabitha. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Like, and I'm usually not uncomfortable, but I'm uncomfortable, so thumbs down. <laughs> um, don't don't get un- uncomfortable yet because uh Margot Robbie's film uh, production company <laughs> Moments like that I wish we still filmed live. <laughs> but um they're, her uh, production company is working on a Tank Girl reboot. Um, <laughs> we know what Tabitha's voting. It's, uh, <laughs> it was announced by uh, Tank Girl co-creator Alan Martin, who uh, said something about it on Twitter, um, but he is not actually involved in the project. So there is no word right now on whether or not Roby is playing Tank Girl herself, but we know that she's doing, she's doing a lot right now. Um... I'm giving this a thumbs down. I don't share the hate that you have for Margo. Um, but um, just for the simple fact, like, you've got a living co-creator and he's not involved at all. I just, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Tabitha. Yeah, when you first started talking about it and you said that, like, the co-creator was, like, 
posting about it. I'm like, okay, well, if he's involved, maybe he'll, like, control the, you know, situation. And it'll be more like the like the original Tank Girl, which is maybe one of those movies we should do for Dumpster Fire or Guilty Pleasure because it's fantastic. <laughs> never, bad. Never seen it. Have you seen Tank Girl? I have not. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Add that to the list. Malone and my principles. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. I have disdain and hatred for Margot Robbie. I just, I can't look at her face. Um, and I'm worried they're going to DCify in their own way Tank Girl <laughs> and make it awful. And that makes me sad. Or it's going to look like it belongs on ABC Family, one or the other. There's no other way to go with it, so thumbs down. <laughs> Matt, uh, I've never seen it. I've never read any of the comics. I really have no uh, frame of reference for Tank Girl. But I am kind of over Margot Robbie and her pet projects and what she's, you know, sticking her hands in. So thumbs down. <laughs> Gotta be a better way to say that. Pudding. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the better way to say that. <laughs> so, Matt, what has a PlayStation said that's getting people all riled up? Uh, so, I've been a PlayStation gamer as long as the PlayStation has been around. Um, there are four buttons on the controller. Circle, triangle, square, and as most of the world knows, it's supposed to be X. Um, there was a recent debate online between people arguing it was X and then a few dissenters claiming that it was supposed to be cross. Somehow, some way, PlayStation UK decided they were going to chime in on this discussion and floored everybody by stating that officially it is cross, not X. Which, uh, according to the 135,000 respondents on the Twitter poll... Um, only 19% agree with PSUK that it is cross instead of X. Um, it, it's X. It's not cross. Thumbs down for PlayStation UK being wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, definite thumbs down on this. Um, PlayStation UK, I mean, this reminded me of the whole GIF, GIF uh, no, yeah. <laughs> fiasco. You can tell us we're wrong, but no, no you're, you're the one who's wrong. Yeah. So... You're wrong, because it's a lost in translation thing. Because in the UK, the X is called the cross. It's called, because the lines cross. Oh. That's why PlayStation UK said it. I didn't know that when you were telling me the story originally. No. So that makes sense. Kind of like how they call Z the last letter of the alphabet. If they call it Z. X is technically a cross for them. They don't call this an X. So for PlayStation UK, UK it is, is cross. cross. So most of the people who agree with them are probably the 19% who live in the UK and everybody else is everywhere else. So Australia, I believe, also uses this as a cross. I mean, that's that brings all of this to a whole new light. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So. It's, a, it's a lost in translation I'm thing. Keeping, and they're probably I'm my thumbs just... Down. Stirring the pot, honestly. Yeah, that's why yeah, I that looked at you and I was like, like you're yeah, wrong. Yeah, that does sound like them just stirring the pot uh -huh. just for... You know, yeah. I mean, the they're British. Of, why not? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's why it's a lost in translation thing. Huh. For them, it is a cross. For us, it is an X. Huh. All right then. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, y'all can call it what you want. But I'm, just <laughs> you. I'm just saying, England stopped being able to tell us what to do back in 1776. So. <laughs> God save the Queen, Mitch. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, okay, so even though you corrected us, what's your vote? Uh, I'm going thumb sideways because I, I get why they did it. They were probably <laughs> just, I mean, I would have done the same thing. I'm just like, <laughs> stupid Americans. But <laughs> Says the one who hates Peter Parker. Right. Yeah. I'm not a teenage boy. Last I checked. No, you still like stir the pot. It's okay for you, but not for him. Correct. Because did you miss the part where I'm not a teenage boy? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it was announced... Um, that with, <laughs> it was announced that with Captain Marvel 2, um, they are going to introduce, um, um, Hulkling, which, oh. um, which in the, uh, in the fanfare or whatever, you know, they're, they're, you know, focusing on like introducing another gay character into the MCU. Um, <clears throat> Hulkling makes a ton of sense, especially after the first, um, Captain Marvel movie because, Hulkling is a scroll. Okay. So seeing, you know, seeing how they had such an influence on the first movie, it makes sense. Um, but so the, 
the talk is that it's going to, he's going to have a small role in that movie, but will feature more prominently in Young Avengers, which is not announced, but it's probably going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, thumbs... I want to give this a thumbs up, and I'm giving this a thumbs sideways only because uh, this isn't the first time, and it's not just Marvel. I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of studios these days, it's like, oh, hey, like, and we're talking like months and maybe years, you know, in advance, like, oh, hey, this movie is going to have a gay character, or this movie is mm-hmm. going to have, you know, the first, you know, black, whatever, or Asian, whatever, or whatever. That's cool. I'm all on board for that. But just let me watch it, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's the only reason why I'm giving it a thumb sideways. I'm super stoked, and like I said, it makes sense for this movie. But I don't know. Maybe you wait until they cast it. Yeah, Tabitha. Forced diversity is becoming more and more of a thing across all media platforms, and I agree with you. Like, don't announce it looking for the PR of inclusivity, and then just just let it happen. Like, we don't yeah. need an. I don't need an introduction. Just let it be a normal plot in the thing and let it all just kind of carry on. Right. Matt. Yeah. I essentially echoing that, like just don't, don't try and shove it down our throats. Just like, let, let it happen and let it be part of the story. Um, so I mean, I'm going to go thumb sideways for it happening, but again, just naturally. Um, but yeah, like, and yeah, if, if it was just like they announced like the casting for Hulkling, mm-hmm. I think that that would have gotten the same response mm-hmm. because then the people who are familiar with that, they would have done your PR work for you. Yeah. Right. But, um, speaking of casting, uh, it's not official, but um, Marvel Disney Plus are looking at uh, Haley Steinfeld to play Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series. Uh, I know who Haley Steinfeld is, but that's about it. Mm. Um I think just based off of looks alone, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I can see her as Kate Bishop. Um, I'm giving this a thumbs up just because I need for this to come out now. Um, (laughs) I'm super stoked for Hawkeye, but uh, but yeah, Tabitha. I mean, I also don't know anything she's in except Pitch Perfect 2. Is that her? Is that the same person? You know, I only saw the first one. Oh, well, I think that's her. If that's her, she did a good job in Pitch Perfect 2, but it's not a superhero-based thing. I mean, It's not? I hate you. Um, so, <laughs> thumbs up for it happening because I agree with you. I'm ready for Hawkeye to get a little bit more like recognition. Thank you. Um, I have no opinion on her, so thumb sideways. Matt. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about her or anything that she's been in. Um, but you know, I, I go thumb sideways just for the fact that I don't know anything about her. But yes, like I'm looking forward to this being a thing and happening. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Hawkeye, Matt, you've got something else to talk about. I do. So, for that series, which they have uh, are saying is going to debut in the fall of 2021, the they have a writer, uh, Mad Men writer Jonathan Igla, uh, is also going. To, he's going to be writing and also listed as an executive producer. Um, and as Mitch just said, um, looks like that we might have a Kate Bishop possibly to go along with Renner as Hawkeye in that series. Um, but then they've also kind of announced that um, Ms. Marvel, the Disney Plus series, will be written by a British writer, Bisha K. Ali. So we've got a couple of writers for a couple of these Disney Plus series. Um, I'm going thumbs up because any of that kind of news means it's closer to happening and closer to being a reality. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I go back and forth just because um, the... Uh, you know, I, because he wrote for Mad Men, and to be fair, like, I've never watched a single episode of Mad Men, but it's like, just based off of that alone, it's like, I don't, that show is not the tone that I want for this Hawkeye series, but... I mean, you're not going to put Hawkeye in an office in the 60s. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll still give it a thumbs up, though. He'd be great for inner office mail, though. I hate you. <laughs> um, so... You haven't watched Mad Men, but Mad Men is vicious, and it may be set in an office, but it is underhanded, and it is dirty, and people are mean, and people are awful, and people are funny, and sarcastic, and it's it's well-written. Like, the part of Mad Men that I loved the most was the writing, because every single character had their own personality and their own voice. You had literally everything you could ask for in a television show, character-wise, I trust that man to do whatever he wants. And I think it, even like you haven't watched it, it's not, the tone of the show 
is all over the place. Like there is murder, there is all kinds of stuff happening in Mad Men. Um, I, I think, I think whoever had this was going to probably, we were going to be worried about because it is something new and Hawkeye Mm -hmm. is getting his own thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm giving that a thumbs up because I think if anybody could do it, it would be that person. (laughs) So. All right. Fair. You've, Calm my, calm my, uh, my worries. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very very well written show. So going back, we we actually we have two Hulkling stories to talk about this week. Uh, we already talked about the one. The other one, I love this story so much. <laughs> so, um, in uh, Rio de Janeiro, there was a book festival, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because you know your Spanish is bad. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, the the mayor of Rio de Janeiro, uh, Marvello uh, Crivella, he moved to ban um, the uh, the graphic novel collection Avengers: The Children's Crusade from being sold here because okay. it features a kiss between Hulkling and his then you know his now boyfriend Wiccan. So, heaven forbid, there's a gay kiss. So, and it also should be noted that he, uh, the uh, the mayor, is a former bishop at the Universal Church of the Kingdom of God. There so, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then he he said that books like this need to be wrapped in black uh, sealed plastic with a content warning displayed on the outside in an effort to protect the miners of our city. Whoa. So, um. Even though he ordered the book banned um, and that police confiscate all copies of Children's Crusade, uh, officials at the f- ref- festival uh, refused to comply. And then also it was out of stock or sold out. <laughs> so then a judge blocked uh, the mayor's ban, but then it was overturned by another judge ordering you know, in, mm. in favor of banning the book. Uh, but then Brazilian YouTube celebrity Felipe Nito uh, purchased 14,000 copies of the book and handed it out, handed them out for free. Uh, they were wrapped in black plastic, but <laughs> but they had the warning, book inappropriate for backward and prejudiced people. Oh! So then to make matters worse, in the largest newspaper in Brazil... Um, it's a Sao Paulo daily again. I'm not even going to try to uh, pronounce it. But the book banning made the front page of the Saturday edition of this. Uh, and then on the front page, there's there's the kiss. There's the <laughs> one part that this bear is trying to keep hidden. But, um, but yeah, so then eventually the uh, Brazil Supreme Court overruled the ban. So, yeah. This guy has not had a good week over, <laughs> and the best part, this book is like 10 years old. It's not even, it's like, it's not even like it's a new graphic novel or anything like that. Like, no, this book is 10 years old and you're, you're having a fit over it. Just like Harry Potter, man. Right. <laughs> uh, we haven't had one of these in a while. Tabitha, let's do uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda News Desk. Oh, Yeah. So, I've officially had to hand over my number one uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda fan pen to Lisa Paulson of Hackensack in Minnesota. What? Yeah. I, I no longer rank on the, on the top. Oh, no. Um, Le- Linda uh, created a portrait of Lynn as Alexander Hamilton out of seeds and showcased it at the Minnesota State Fair. Whoa. Um, it was tweeted to Lynn, and of course he responded because he's a gem and a national treasure and we need to protect him at all costs. Um, <laughs> he said, thing that happened while I was gone, checks notes, a blue ribbon at the Minnesota State Fair, Linda Paulson, those are seeds, you've outdone yourself. This is spectacular. <laughs> Evidently this woman and her mom are known for this art, and every year Linda does a celebrity, and this year she chose Alexander Hamilton, mm-hmm. Lynn portraying Alexander Hamilton. Um, the piece of art is Phenomenal. Like, I, I, you don't even look at it and think it's seeds from like back a little bit. Mm. It looks like a painting. It's glorious. So I had to hand over my trophy, but I did it willingly because it's wonderful. I mean, there's <laughs> no way I could do it in a million years. I mean, it sounds like it might be well deserved to hand over that pin because that's right? like, impressive. And a blue ribbon at the Minnesota State Fair. So, what's it going to take for you to get that back? Is it going to take like a Butter I, Hamilton? I. I <laughs> 
Ooh, like the oh, butter cow? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's a lot of butter. <laughs> kind of freaks me out. The butter cow scares me. It's not as much butter as you think, Well, I know, though. because it's not fully butter. Not solid. It's yeah. like, but it's still a lot of butter. I don't really like the way butter feels, so I'm going to need a new medium. But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like biscuit dough. I mean, so like Alexander Hamilton rises to the occasion? Exactly. Like... Exactly. Rise up. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Thank you for that. So, <laughs> um, Tabitha, we're going to stick with you and talk about Carnival Row. Um, so, Carnival Row is kind of taking over. Um, this TV show has become wildly popular. Like, I keep, everybody's posting about it. It's all over the internet. And now there's a game so you can feel immersed in the world. It's a tabletop RPG. Um, it's actually available da- to download for free online. Oh. Um, and it's called The Heist on the Row. Um, you play as one of the main characters of the show. And then as a group, you attempt to find a missing relic before time runs out and everybody dies. So, oh, wow. I haven't watched the show, so I didn't, like, pull it up and read the cards that you could read because I didn't want to accidentally spoil myself for anything because it sounds like my life. But after I do watch the show, I kind of want to pull this game up and see what it looks like because it's it's printable online. You literally just pull it up, print it off, carry on. So I'm interested. And I think it's cool that they're, like, doing other things with TV shows now other than just having a TV show. Yeah. Like, if this had been a thing when I was in school and, like, watching through Next Generation and you could pull it up and, like, print off a game online and, like... That sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. Like I I definitely want to watch the show mm-hmm. first yeah. before I even think about playing a game based off of it. But. Yeah, I feel like you wouldn't get the full experience, obviously. But then also, like I said, I didn't want to pull up the cards and it be like in season <laughs> one when blah 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 dies. But I'm like, oh, blah, blah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's I just know that's going to be my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my life. So um, so a little bit of. Uh, Sad news in the Power Rangers world. So uh, Robert Axelrod, who is the voice of Lord Zed, uh, passed away last week. Uh, he was seventy. I think we had talked about it before. Like he had set up a, uh, his family had set up a GoFundMe because he was having mm-hmm. um, complications from back surgery. Um, but yeah, I just I just remember like watching that show when I was a kid and when Lord Zed first came, you know, on board. Like he terrified me. <laughs> like. Like, oh, exposed brain, exposed muscles, like, ugh, gross. But, like, you know, kind of looking back on it, <laughs> looking back on it as an adult, like, like they did a great job at that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and and I say, you know, he was the voice of Lord Zed, but, like, he was also a pretty accomplished voice actor just in general. So, uh, but, yeah, so that's that's definitely a bummer. Um, Matt, let's talk about a smart cane. This, this is a fantastic idea. I love this. Um... So, for blind people, if you don't know, you like most, you know, a lot of them have canes that they use to walk around and avoid obstacles. Um, Kursat Salen, and I probably butchered the name. Um, he's the CEO and co-founder of Young Guru Academy, which is a Turkish nonprofit. He has designed, created. Um, a smart cane for blind people. It's called the We Walk, W E W A L K, uh, to help blind people navigate more efficiently when by themselves. Um, it assists using smart technology, some of which we all use every day. Uh, there are built in speakers on the cane, there is voice assistant, Google, and sensors that help send, that send vibrations to warn about obstacles that are above chest level. Hmm. Um, it connects through an app on the smartphone. So there's your GPS. Um, kind of help, you know, with obstacles and things like that. Um, it's priced at f- about $500. Um, but the whole idea is that it will help those blind people be able to get around that much easier um, with technology that we really already have just needed to be assembled um, in a different way. So, um, I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, I watched, there's a little video. It's about a minute and a half. Um, it was attached to the article that I, uh, posted, but, uh, this is just awesome. 
Can we talk for a second how you can buy almost two of these and help two blind people for the price of one Walkman <laughs> with the logo? But does it have a 26 ba- 26 hour battery life? My other my thing with this is like what happens if that malfunctions though? Like at least with the stick, the basic stick, people who are blind mm-hmm. are in control of it. There's no, you know, well, they still are. Well, yeah, but like you get reliant on the technology and you're reliant on your, your stick to alert you that there's something coming and you're not like paying super close attention. Like what is the probability of getting Ooh. injured? Yeah. And what if this becomes like sentient? Or like... And hostile. <laughs> this is like a Doctor Who episode waiting to happen. It's, it's. Well, I kept thinking about like the automated cars. Like they were like... They just like gonna walk them into traffic. Yeah, like that that's makes, cruel. Well, I'm just saying, like <laughs> my iPhone freaks out all the time. Like the Google Maps of my car, like it'll be like you're driving in the water. I'm like, I assure you, I am not. Like <laughs> my GPS is like you're off roading. I'm like mm, that's like a highway, but sure. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. just makes me nervous. Um, speaking of uh, vehicles, um, Tabitha, you've got a story about. Um, an, a poet or something? <laughs> uh, a poet who did know it. Um, yes. So in Hope Park in the UK, uh, someone took poetic license with the <laughs> parking problem in their neighborhood. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> people kept parking their cars in front of people's homes for months and even years at a time. They just kept leaving their cars parked there, run down, not run down, whatever. Um, so they were waiting on uh, some kind of legislation to be passed where they would require a parking permit and... Some vigilante poet took it into their own hands to make these cute little laminated cards with this poem on them. I'm going to read you the poem. To all you commuters from far and wide, we've had you parking on our road side by side. Now, however, traffic wardens will soon be putting you to shame, so the days of your antisocial parking are on the wane. We've had your clapped out cars and vans plague our roads for years and years. Now the times have changed, and if you do it again, it will all end in tears. So now it is time to say farewell, but if you don't, you can go to blanking blank. (laughs) It rhymes with farewell. (laughs) Um, Cars are now required to have parking permits to go there. (laughs) Well played. Right? On the one hand, this is amazing. But it's mostly amazing because I don't know this person. If I actually knew the person who did this, like, I would probably be like, um, you're a psycho. I mean, I like this. <laughs> this sounds like something I would do. It like, does. passes aggressively to my neighbors if they were parking their car in my yard or in front of my home. It's because they're close to, I think what it is, is they're close to a train station. So people oh. were parking their cars outside of their home seat on these trains and then they didn't have a parking spot even though they live there. So they were like putting their trash cans there and like pieces of furniture trying to block them and they would get out and move it and still put their car there. So now it's required to live there and have a parking pass. But yeah, I like that they laminated them for all weather. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I hope for the sake of the residents that they don't actually have to pay for the parking pass. Oh, I'm assuming not. I mean, it's the UK. They're not as cheap as they are here. (laughs) Here, they'd be like, you're going to pay $300 to park in your own parking place. (laughs) That's your property? Oh, here's the way. I need $300 to park in front of your house. Right. (laughs) Illinois problems. (laughs) So, um, the last story for tonight, um, we haven't had a good KFC story in a while. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, yeah. Thank Tabitha for this. surprised you didn't, like, hide it. Uh, well, I found it, and I was going to post it, and then I'm like, if I post it, then I'm going to have to talk about it. But if I <laughs> oh, is that what that like, was? send it to Matt, he can do it. You're welcome. <laughs> Carry on. So, game developer PSYOP is creating, and with the help of KFC, KFC publishing, a dating simulator? Entitled, I Love You, Colonel Sanders. I, uh, a finger-licking good dating simulator. <laughs> I almost didn't make it through that. I just can't. So she said. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, this game has a Steam Store page. And PSYOP has already claimed... Uh, that they are a company that blurs the line between entertainment and advertising. Um, I, uh, 
Hold on. I got to get the description and just read the description for this because it's just... Um, the game follows you, a promising culinary student, as you try to date your classmate, Colonel Sanders. Throughout your journey, you'll be faced with life-changing decisions that will affect your chances of friendship and love. But be careful. Your choices have real consequences with real animated characters' feelings at stake. <laughs> they sell steak at KFC. I mean... Do you want to buy steak from KFC? Absolutely not. The whole goal <laughs> is to become a quote-unquote partner in multiple levels of the term with Colonel Sanders. Mm. You don't mix business pleasure and chicken. <laughs> that sounds greasy. <laughs> both of you. Just, just the both of you. I mean, apparently it's not done cooking yet. It's still listed as coming soon. Oh. Is, there, is there an extra crispy version? It's going to come in a black package. Speaking of dating, have you guys what? noticed... <laughs> Have you guys seen that Facebook has a dating feature now? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I meant to bring that up. I was, I, I was going to submit it as one of my stories yeah. and I completely forgot. Yeah, like, no. It popped no. up on my phone and it was like, would you like to sign up for Facebook dating? And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> Have you seen the people who are on my Facebook feed? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, don't use the people that are friends with the Facebook to suggest dating options. Like, oh my God, can you imagine all the Hamilton County <laughs> Like... For a split second, I thought about signing up for it. <laughs> just say just, yes, just to just to kind of see like what it does. But I'm like, what if no. it like alerts like your friends and it's like, Mitch has signed up for Facebook dating. Is anyone interested? Exactly. And then it gives you a little Facebook poll, like yes, yeah. no. <laughs> this new this person oh. is looking for love. I think I've got like I don't know eight. 120 friends, something like that, so it'd probably be like 820 no's. Oh, <laughs> I'd push yes just to make you feel better. Aww. I'm a true friend. But see, I would know you'd be lying. <laughs> just not my type, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No. No to that. Um, so what if, what if Colonel Sanders showed up on, what was it, the Dream Daddy? Simulator? Oh! I don't know, there was that one guy who kind of looked like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Maybe it's it's all related, guys. It all comes back to the Dream Daddy simulator. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Still holding out for Hugo. Are you? <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to remember the name. Oh, Hugo. Don't you um, also, I want to pull it, pull up the uh, that article again. Because didn't, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he have like, um, wasn't the Colonel like... Sleeveless? Yeah. 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 Okay. And like all those like new modern age things, like we'd seen Sleeveless Colonel before where he's all like beefy and like looking like a, (laughs) I don't even know what. Surprisingly looks looks beefy if he's selling chicken. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, we can't see his legs. Maybe he's got chicken legs under the white pants. (laughs) Also, now that we've talked about this, all my ads for the rest of the night, all my social medias are going to be for KFC. It never fails. Yeah. Dating and KFC. Ooh. A, a dating app for people who love KFC. I mean, isn't that's not what this is. That's so. not, no. no. no I'm I feel like that's like... basically what the Facebook dating would be for me because <laughs> of where I'm from. <laughs> chicken for chicken. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Find out if you're a breast man or a leg man. Uh, <laughs> So. It's always the KFC stories that get Mitch all the shame. <laughs> That's why I did that. I just forgot. <laughs> well, before before I get myself shamed again, that's all the time we have for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Uh, we'll be back next week, but in the meantime, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, where we'll be posting news throughout the week. While you're there, give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll be back next week. Everybody, say bye. Bye. Bye.